Welp, I guess we never have to worry about you. Why do you say that? Because you're like a cat. You always land on your feet. <laughs> okay, how do you do it? Well, I learned how to eat well. Hey, this is Michelle Spivey, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast of Wisdom Smack. Join me on the flip as we talk about how to eat well. I'll see you on the other side. Today's Wisdom Smack was inspired by a recent Google update um, for websites, web pages. And if you're not familiar with it, it is uh, called the EAT algorithm or the MEDIC uh, uh, algorithm. Uh, for um, updating and making sure that people who have websites adhere to certain rules that Google is trying to use to protect end users. And I'm totally fine with that. Um, And when I was going through it to make sure that um, I was compliant and trying to make sure, you know, that I stay on top of of things for some of my um, websites, I was inspired. I was like, wow, okay. Now, there are a few other things that uh, they have in this update. It's been going on for the last few years. Um, but it was, uh, it was, it was kind of like, da-da, you know, this, this um, whistle smack just came in. And I was like, wow, okay. So let me, let me just tell you a little bit about the Google thing, and then we're going to spend time on the wisdom behind how uh, this started coming to me on uh, how to eat well, okay? So the Google Medic Update contains three components. And um, the three components, if you have a website and you're wanting to be found on Google, compliant with Google's browsers and the like, there are three components. And the first one... um, being that they want you to have beneficial purpose. And I was like, okay, that makes total sense. So in their world, they're talking about your website. And so your beneficial purpose is, what is this website about? Does it have a purpose that benefits the end user? If it doesn't, then it's a no-go. The next one is the EAT um, component. And uh, the EAT component is uh, it actually stands for something. And so the E component stands for expertise, authority, and trustworthiness. And so what Google is saying is, if you are not a doctor, do not be on their, you know, on on websites giving out advice of uh, a physician. You cannot give out medical advice. Uh, and so in order to do that, they broke it down into these three components. You must have expertise in what you're talking about. You must also have authority, uh, meaning that you are recognized by your peers or others for this expertise. And then trustworthiness, meaning that you must show the end users um that you can be trusted, whether it be by your credentials or by um, uh, the authority that you exhibit or by guarantees or something like that. But then they have this other one, uh, 
that it's Y-M-Y-L, and it stands for Your Money, Your Life Content. And what they were saying here was, is if you have information that would directly impact someone with regards to their money, their life, their happiness, health, security, or financial stability, you must make sure that you adhere to the EAT algorithm. Now, I was going over that and it's fine and everything. And I was like, okay, great. And um, so I was fine. And I kept looking at the EAT component, well, all of it. And just like that, wisdom came through and it was like, you know what? This is a great way to remember that when you are wanting to uh, sustain yourself, uh, have some some ability to take care of yourself in, in our society, uh, this is a way for you to do it. And so I made some notes and I started working with them and incorporating them in how I present stuff to people. Like maybe you've noticed if you've been listening to this podcast, when I uh, do the podcast, I try to make sure that I give you some variety um, by making sure that if there is a book I've read, um, I'll let you know about that. Uh, Sometimes you'll see me uh, giving you links to corresponding articles, or I will give you a reference to um, the authority where something came from, statistics and those types of things. And it just kind of like was an eye opener in that it's wise to be able to have accountability. And it's wise to be able to understand that it is truly about your, I'm talking to you, your experience. Now, they use the word helpful. And if you've listened to this podcast, you know that we are okay with helpful, but we're really striving to be useful. And so what Google is actually saying is that they're trying to make everybody um, have a better experience when they are uh, being led to your site because they have to do the same. They have to hold themselves accountable as well. And as we continue to live in the society that we're in, where each person is getting to the point where each person is going to have to figure out how to make a livelihood. And the biggest marketplace um, around is the internet and the largest search engine in this internet at this particular time is Google, that they have to do what they must to make sure that they don't lose their authority. They don't lose their ability to offer services to people who are putting their trust in them. So I didn't have any problem with it. And I was very, you know, very grateful for it. So now, you know, this is about being your practical priestess of wisdom. So let me break these down a little bit more for us so that we can get some more insights. So I have been actually um, hearing from a few of my younger listeners out there who are uh, starting to talk about things like I have one where they're graduating. The semester is coming to an end. They're going to be graduating and they are trying to find out how to make themselves more attractive to would-be employers. And uh, I'm very grateful that I'm able to help with that. 
And so I actually gave them a little bit of this wisdom. So would you like to hear what I gave them? Well, if you said no, it's okay, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Okay. So with this, how to eat well, of course, we want to figure out our expertise, our authority, and our uh, trustworthiness. And so with expertise, um, the first thing we have to do is we have to establish what it is that we are good at. Now, if you're young, you're not going to be good at a lot of stuff, but you are good at a lot of things that you may not know that you're good at. For instance, the the young person um, that uh, I was recently talking to, they were like, I'm not good at anything. I've only, you know, worked retail and fast food and gone to school. And I was like, yes, you are very good at something. And I pointed out to them that they are really good at going and carrying out errands and orders and uh, doing things in the manner that the people who send them on these errands like because they trust them. They trust them to uh, go across um, campus and deliver uh, things because they know they'll do it in a timely manner. They know they'll do it, come back. They won't dawdle or, you know, lose things. Um, they also are really good at navigating and finding resources online to help uh, with the myriad of things that were needed at uh their on-campus job. Just a whole bunch of things that they were not uh, aware of until we started looking at that. And I was like, do you feel like if someone were to ask you that at your job that you wouldn't know how to do it? And they were like, no, I'd be able to do it with no problems. I was like, well, that is your expertise. And so for you, the wisdom that I want to uh, share with you is that a lot of times how to eat well is hidden in plain sight. That's the whole thing about it. One of um, the areas that I used to struggle with was having that self-worth of owning what I was good at, owning uh, what I knew and being okay with that. And so after many years of working with it, facing it head on and refusing to be embarrassed by it, I started to learn that I had many expertise that I had not uh, used or used to their fullest. And when I started doing that, that really started helping me to expand, grow my business, grow my lifestyle and be able to have a more robust life. And Nine times out of 10, a lot of people have expertise that goes untapped because it's hidden in plain sight. It's the curse of knowledge for you. A lot of times you have things that you do that is considered expert level that you take for granted that you think everyone can do. Like, for instance, um, <laughs> I have uh, the have been blessed to have consulting clients that hire me to put together presentations, breakdowns, and help them to understand and have divergent thinking and innovative uh, ways of coming to new conclusions. And I thought, oh, I'm just doing the grunt work for them. You know, they didn't have time to do it. And I've had a few clients like, 
nope, that wasn't the case. We had no clue. <laughs> so what I take for granted as, oh, okay, well, we'll just go and we'll figure out what the industry is and we'll find the key factors and the strengths and weaknesses. We'll look for some threats, some opportunities, do some environmental scanning. I thought, well, everybody does that. But no, they don't. And because of that, uh, me being able to talk with the uh, a few of my clients that pointed this out, I then became aware of those expertise outside of, you know, writing books and being able to put together a story and a marketing plan to launch a book and that kind of stuff. And so what I want you to do is, is when you're trying to work on how to eat well, take the time to examine what you do on a normal basis that you don't necessarily see everybody else doing. Do not discount the small things that you take for granted that you can do in your sleep because somebody else can't do them. And also be willing to ask people, not just your friends and family, ask people who interact with you. What are some of the things that I do that you would like to learn how to do? And that'll help them instead of putting them on the spot, like saying, because nobody wants to be put on the spot to say, tell me something good about me. No, ask them, them, would you mind telling me, is there anything that I do on a regular basis that you would like to learn to do or that you cannot do that you've observed? And that's another way to start figuring out What is the E part of your expertise? So let's move on with the authority. And with the authority, authority can be a little hard. Um, I have had people who wanted to write a book and they were like, "Um, I'm going to learn how to write this book. But then when it comes time to sell the book, what does everybody want? Everybody wants reviews. Everybody wants someone to put the stamp of approval on them to recognize them as a writer in my world. And I was like, you know what? You actually, it's, it's not hard um, as people make it, but you can, you can get some authority on your books and it like again, it's hidden in plain sight. Uh, if you've ever picked up a book and uh, looked at the inside, especially on a hardcover book, there is authority all over it. Uh, there are blurbs on the back, and those blurbs are little snippets from different people in the industry, whether they be editors, other authors, uh, commentators, or uh, highly recognized experts. They will give some type of um, blurb about the book or the person. And so that is counted as authority. When I was in academics, the biggest authority that people wanted, uh, well, on the level that I was in, they wanted peer-reviewed articles. They wanted you to have, uh, if you were going to be a professor, to get tenure, to publish, to do research, to show that you are recognized in the industry as not being a hack, you know? And so... What if you're like, okay, Michelle, I want to eat well too. How do I get this authority? Well, if you don't have people in the industry that are willing to vouch for you, what you can do is you can do something that is adjacent. And I got this wisdom from Google and uh, um, other people that are trying to make sure that they're compliant with Google. And one of the things that you can do is you can start... uh, 
giving attribution to resources that you use. So if you put out a presentation on some area, so say for instance, you are an excellent person at knowing the most efficient way to carry out an errand. You are performing kind of something like a concierge for a company. Uh, you're not just an errand person. You, you, you're probably offering them very specific services. And if you want authority, you could possibly use um, information from articles and data uh, from, your, from the concierge industry and those types of things to buffer and strengthen the services that you offer. And what that does is that starts to, you guess it, guessed it, gives you authority. Now, remember, yesterday, I uh, I took the time and, and I just, I was like, okay, we're going to go through this. And I talked about how to get ahead of the crowd. And I did that kind of like as a love letter to my, my, uh, my young ones, my generation Z. I feel for you guys. You guys are reaching out to me. And so I wanted to put that out and give you, um, we ended up giving you six points that you could use to start getting ahead of the crowd. And I wanted to follow that up with today on how to eat well, you know, how to, so you'll never have to worry about uh, taking care of yourself. And so it's hard to have authority out the gate and you can do it by doing this. And what I'm talking about is I am talking about read, um, I'm talking about leverage and arbitrage. And so uh, attaching what you do to those who have gone before you. Now, the thing that I want to make note of is do not lie and stretch the truth. If you are not in that industry, do not make it seem like you are in that industry. If you are using something from an adjacent industry, make sure that you note that this data is pulled from this industry to support what I'm saying about this. And it should be something that helps to buffer and strengthen your expertise, okay? I hope that makes sense because if you do this right, you will catapult yourself into a space where people get to KLT, which is know, like, and trust you. And because they know, like, and trust you, they will tend to make use of your services, okay? So the authority, if you don't have it, you if you don't have the testimonials, if you don't have the, um, the, the direct um, um, ability to, to show certifications and all of this kind of stuff, then you can do some leveraging and some arbitrage by quoting from established standards, articles, data, uh, looking for studies and facts that will help strengthen what you do and place you adjacent to their authority. So the next thing is the trustworthiness. And this part is common sense. This part is do right by people and you will do well. I've been talking recently about the law of affection, E-F-F-E-C-T-I-O-N. And that law simply states that it is proportionate by how many people you 
are being useful to dictates a direct correlation to how much wealth you gain. So if, for instance, and it's not quantitative, so you can't be like, okay, I'm going to go and serve hamburgers um, at the front counter of a fast food place and I'll serve a whole bunch of people and I'll make a whole bunch of money. It's not necessarily like that. This is not on a quantitative level. This is a qualitative level. So maybe instead of serving a lot of people hamburgers, you are able to open a lot of people's eyes to some truths, facts, or things that will better their life. Remember, um, when Google came out and uh, did this medic update, they also included the YMYL, your money, your life. And they were talking about this in regards to trustworthiness. You have to find a way to not cause anybody any hurt or harm. You have to give before you can expect to receive. You cannot just say, hey, I need money. Give me money. Or, hey, I need a place to stay. I need food. I need this or, or whatever. You can't expect people to give you any type of consideration or resources without first giving. And you have to build a reputation and a rapport with people to consistently do this. You can't just do it on Monday and not do it any other day. And come Friday, you say, hey, I, I, I was trustworthy on Monday. It has to start being something that you build on. So when I was talking to this person, I was like, you know, uh, Talk about how long you have been in the workforce. They have been working since they were able to get a work permit and they've worked continuously through high school and through college. And they uh, were like, I didn't even think about that. I said, that gives you built in trustworthiness of being consistent, of showing up to work as well as doing your schoolwork, uh, maintaining a social life with friends and being well-rounded. And I, had, I re- had to remind them, I was like, didn't you have to write an essay of some sort to get into your college? Pull that out and see all the extracurricular stuff you did. Any kinds of things of um, responsibility you held and see how that can transfer into showing your trustworthiness. Because when it comes down to it, people really don't want to be duped. They don't want to be scammed. They don't want to feel like they have been made a fool of or gotten over on. And it just comes down to the person who, even though they might believe that you have some expertise, um, if you can't show that you're trustworthy, you're going to be there tomorrow, or you tend to finish what you start, it's a moot point. And so those are some of the things that I want to make sure, (coughs) excuse me, guys, I want to make sure I say, so now in my last few minutes, let me give you some practical application to this wisdom of how to eat well. So eat, um, expertise, authority, and trustworthiness. So these are some of the things I want um, to help you understand. And that is, first and foremost, know your purpose, uh, at least when it comes to interacting with others. If you can just 
pick one thing that you're going to be purposefully beneficial in. Do that. You don't have to figure out the meaning of life for yourself. Just figure out what you deigned to do and do it. And that's going to be the first thing. Okay. So then here's another one. Learn to close your eyes to truly see. And when I say close your eyes to truly see, learn to go into your your gut as well as your mind. Too many times we extricate ourselves from wisdom and from common sense, which is the same, um, to try to do things by by the, the letter of the law, by the logic only. And we are we are uh segregating ourselves from some of the most important guidance we will get. That's our internal North Star of how we need to be doing something. Trust that. And as you start to put action into becoming more uh, aware of what your expertise is and um, actually doing your due diligence to find ways to gain authority, you are going to find that your instinctual gut hunches, if you will, are going to get stronger. Learn to close your eyes off from all the stuff you see and trust yourself because you are the expert at being you. The next thing is, is this is one of the things that I found works for a lot of people because I can already hear it because I get this question all the time. Well, Michelle, what can I be an expert in? And this is something that people don't realize. And that is, If you learn how to turn the terrible into at least the bearable in an area that's in your wheelhouse, that is a good place to start at being an expert. Ask people um, what they are, what, what, what they, what you've helped them with. Um, Like I said, get feedback from others in things that you do or things that you've helped them with that they couldn't have done themselves or that they might want to learn. And that's going to be a good starting point. But if you, not but, hand, if you focus on looking at what troubles people that you interact with, and if you can lessen that trouble to where it becomes uh, bearable, you're, you're on to something. Um, because if you're able to remove the pain and the bad and the difficult from other people's lives and you're able to, to do it where they can trust you and they know that you're not out to scam them, you're going to start to build the authority and that triangle is going to become complete. So here's another thing. I did a um, training a long time ago. Um, about this when people were trying to figure out how to start putting content online that was worthy of payment. And people try to make things too complicated. And I'm going to say this to you as well. This is another wisdom smack on how to eat well. Start out with the simple. Get clear. Clarify what you know about one problem, one idea, one situation, one skill. Any of those will do. And once you focus on that one thing, come up with one solution, one outcome, one answer. And that is going to be how you increase the odds of success for eating well. Oh, yes. 
I have been amazed at um, people that I've worked directly with that are like, oh my gosh, why was I making it so hard? I was like, yeah, why were you? <laughs> you know, um, uh, recently a lady I ran into in the craft section of um, a store and uh, she had her buggy full of something and we got to talking and come to find out she had come up with this clever little way of doing some decorations for the holiday season. And um, she was like, I keep coming in here. She says, I need to just buy all of the stock they have. And lo and behold, I took her through the eat and she was like, you're right. You're right. I'm really good at this. And I have an eye and a knack for it. She's like, I never would have thought myself as an expert. I says, well, you are. And so she promised that she was going to do more with it and uh, because she wanted to get paid for it. But she didn't think that she could. And I was like, look, you you keep coming back, you say, and buying things. This The, the marketplace is even affirming that you are able to eat well in this. So I want you to clarify uh, what you're good at by doing one thing with one outcome. And that is going to help you. The key to eating well is once you understand how to do your expertise, your authority, and your trustworthiness, is to make it as simple to start as possible. Don't try to do a lot. Try to do what we call um, in um, the finance uh, field, economics, and all that, the least viable effort. What is the least amount that you can do that is sufficient? Now, it's in this case, it's not trying to put any, anybody or anything down. It's just trying to understand what is the minimum that is required for you to get momentum, to get started, and to start moving. Once you figure that out for yourself, you're going to be off to the races. And the last thing I'm going to say about this is once you have done that, learn how to finish polish and present like a pro. And that is going to put the cherry on top for you to be able to learn how to eat well. And once you start building that habit and getting used to it and over the hump of asking for, um, you know, at least some compensation for your worth, you're going to be able to eat very well. So guess what? My time is up. I thank you for yours. This has been Michelle Spiva, your Practical Priestess of Wisdom, with another podcast of Wisdom Smack. Don't forget to use our Amazon link at michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ, and I'm going to see you tomorrow. Thank you. And that's going to do it for today's podcast of Wisdom Smack with Michelle Spiva. If you like this podcast, please help us get the word out. Like, comment, subscribe, and even share. And if you really like it, please help us continue to get the word out by considering using this show's link for Amazon. So when you want to go to Amazon and you do all of your general shopping, uh, please use michellespiva.com forward slash AMZ. It's simple as that. It doesn't cost you anything extra. And this show might receive a little bit of commission that will go towards helping to further get these episodes out to you and to others. So thank you so much for listening. This has been Michelle Spiva with Wisdom Smack. Bye.